0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: I give a rat's ass about Twitter.
0: What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs here from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday baby big board edition of the show. We are here to piss some people off, and I I guess this is a little bit my fault because I suggested it at the end of last Thursday's shows to get into the teams with the worst nucleuses. Nuclei, whatever the word is, but Kyle, welcome to the show. Are you ready to, uh, to, uh, embrace that villain role today? Nuclees. Nu- okay. Is that Nucle- it?
1: Nucleals. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just presenting different variations to make sure that we at some point check the box and get it right. Yeah. Nuclei. I think it's nuclei. And yeah, it's, uh, this is nobody's fault. You have nobody blame here, but yourself. As you said, this was your idea. You kind of spontaneously come up with this uh, during the show last week, and here we are getting ready to dump on some teams uh, looking forward. Now, we already identified who we thought were each of the five best young nuclei players to build around, and that was a conversation based on just three players, right? It's not Mm -hmm. about the whole roster. It's your three players. Pick three players, those elite three young talents. This is a little different brand because we're looking at kind of just the overall roster from here. We're looking for kind of lack of centerpiece players altogether, and that, as a result, brings us looking at a little bit of a larger picture. So with that in mind, Joey, have some very unpleasant business to get into today. (laughs) We do. We do. And so are you ready to do this? So, you, I mean, yeah, I'm thrilled, man. All right. I'm thrilled. Can't wait. Right. Who goes first? You do. You always go first on this show. So you ready for this? Cheers to that.
0: You ready for this to get off the rails like immediately?
1: Yes, because it's the Miami Dolphins.
0: Yeah, Miami Dolphins is number five for me. And I, I was very honest with myself when looking through these rosters, and, and I look at this, this Dolphins team. And I don't have a long-term answer at quarterback identified. I've got a couple of nice pieces in the secondary. I can really get behind, you know, and Fitzpatrick and Xavier Howard, who's really been an outstanding player for them. And he looks like he's going to be a top flight corner, but where are the long-term, the building blocks in terms of playmakers on offense, who are the dudes in the front seven that you really feel good about for the long-term. And I just feel like there's a bunch of just average football players on this football team. And, um, it just doesn't get me excited. And so I think the dolphins need to stack together some drafts here, figure out that quarterback position, but outside of Minka and Xavier and Howard, I'm not like overly in love with any one thing on this roster.
1: Yeah, this was actually a hard team for me to leave off, believe it or not, because I honestly felt like the dolphins were a team that this was Hi, JC. Hi boss. Our boss just checked in with us live here on the show. Uh, might as well tease it now, Joe, before I get done dumping on my own favorite oh. team. We, uh, we have the opportunity with some of the things that we're doing here at the Draft Network to introduce uh, some interactive components. And uh, one of those things is going to be Twitch. We're not going into any details because we don't want you popping in on us before we're ready. But uh, we're recording this show live right now, and one of the things that we're hoping to do is to bring you guys into the show as we're recording it, allow you guys to interact with us live during the show. Something to look forward to. Our boss just let the cat out of the bag. So, JC, thanks. Uh, surprise is out. Everybody knows now. The Miami Dolphins are a team that I look up and down. I know this team very intimately, and uh, yeah, you're not you're not wrong. This felt like a team that was going to be a lock, but then I looked through some of the other rosters and I said, well. They're just as bad as we are. Well, shoot, they're <laughs> even worse. All right. So it uh, kind of snowballed, and the Dolphins were a just miss for me. They were the last team I took off my candidates. Washington Redskins for me are at number five. Look at this roster. They just got done bringing in Alex Smith to play the quarterback position. He's not a long term answer. Colt McCoy just broke his leg. So obviously, there's nothing working for them long term at the quarterback position. We don't know if Alex Smith's ever going to be able to play again with the severity of the leg injury that he suffered uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, the offensive line, Trent Williams at left tackle, good player, drafted in 2010, so he's not necessarily a long-term solution. Brandon Scherf's a guy I thinks a stud. But you know, to your point with the Miami Dolphins, who are the outside playmakers on this football team? I don't know. Darius Geis has gotten hurt before he's had a chance to prove anything in the offensive backfield. Uh, their defensive line is very, very stout. Uh, it's the one area of their team that I'm very big fan of. Their safety combo of HaHa Clinton Dix and D.J. Swearinger is playing at an extremely high level right now. So defensively, they have some pieces. But I look at the linebacker core. I look at the corner situation outside of Josh Norman, who's not a young football player. And I look at their offensive playmakers in general, or lack thereof right now. And this was a team for me that left me
0: pretty, pretty underwhelmed. All right. So I won't let you know if I have the Redskins on my list or not. I would be willing to bet you do not have the Redskins. Oh, oh, okay. You don't think I do. All right. So doubting your abilities as an analyst. All right. Well, no pressure (laughs) after the Packers thing from last week, you're still on the ugly as hell, man. All right. All right. So here at number four for me, this is going to piss some people off, but I'm ready for it. San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. and uh, I see your face there. I can't tell if you if you are on board with this or not. But, uh, look, I think this obviously comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo and whether or not he can be the long-term solution there at quarterback. The, the knee injury really sucked because th- this was going to be an important year for us to learn a lot about him. But, you know, they've committed to him for the long term, and, and, and he deserved that contract based on what he did for that small sample size. But, you know, there's question marks about whether or not he – you know, look, <laughs> the worst thing you can do in this league is pay big money to a quarterback. It's not worth it, and we're still learning that and we have question marks now that he's coming off uh, an ACL terror. um looking at the rest of this roster, I love George Kittle. I think he's a top five tight end. looks like Mike is going to be a really solid offensive lineman. Um, DeForest Buckner's a solid defensive tackle. I like Fred Warner. Akel Witherspoon has been down this year more than he was uh, as a rookie. But I mean, by and large, like it goes back to, all right, who are the playmakers on offense? You know, hopefully Dante Pettis can be that guy, but they have a big questions at wide receiver at running back. You know, they, they gave the big contract to uh, Jarek McKinnon, who again, an injury, Matt Breed is a nice piece, but he's a complimentary guy. Some aging issues here with this offensive line, you know, the the second level with Ruben Foster in that situation, him not being part of the mix really took away one of what I thought was a building block of this defense. And so I think there's holes and I think that there's some, some players that are in place that can emerge and really be part of this nucleus. But uh, I'm not overly excited. And I think a lot of that really hinges on whether or not Garoppolo is going to bounce back and wind up being the quarterback that uh, the 49ers thought they were getting when they paid him.
1: I thought, reasonably about the san francisco 49ers but garoppolo as a young promising quarterback was enough to get
0: them off the list here all right so we've got at least two different because i i have miami and you don't and i have san francisco and you don't you don't have the Redskins either don't don't you lie to me don't don't lie to me it's in in writing here so you'll be able to know my number four is the detroit lions look outside of
1: matt stafford you know they just Traded Golden Tate. So they've got a young promising wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. They've got an athletic receiver in TJ Jones. Our offensive line, Frank Ragnow, promising first round pick, a left round offensive tackle or left tackle from the first round in 2016. Taylor Decker just caught a touchdown the other day, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. He threw the ball in the stands. Are you aware of this? Yeah, and then he wants it back. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently found the guy. The guy was apparently really good cool. for him. Uh, but the offensive line has been a long time work in progress. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher from before this season for like four years or something like that. Um, carry on Johnson promising young back. But uh, I don't see blue-chip players on that, that offensive depth chart. And then Matt Stafford being the first-round uh, first pick from 2009, he's not getting any younger. So if you're projecting five years from now, I don't know how many players are starting out of this offensive death chart five years from now on this Detroit Lions team. Defensively, Damon Harrison, they just signed a free agency. He's a short-term plug-and-fix. Uh, their offensive or defensive line is Romeo Okarwa, Ricky Jean-Francois, Damon Harrison, and Deshaun Hand. Ziggy Ansah is also in there as well. He's currently says backup. Pass rusher. He's on the franchise tag. We don't know what his long-term situation is. Jared Davis has not played well. Uh, they've got uh, Darius Slay in the secondary. Grover Quinn's not getting any younger. I just think this is an older roster. Their solid cornerstone players are all older players. So I think the lack of youth and exciting youth at impact positions is what hurts this, this roster looking for. Kyle,
0: do you think the Lions are on my list? No, I don't. They're not. They're not. I'm so, I feeling you and I are going to have two similar, and that's it. Well, and this is funny because we only had to piss off five fan bases, but yeah, we just wanted really to overextend like, ourselves yeah. here oh, well. and, and make Whoops. us some more. Well, we really should have collaborated beforehand to avoid this. All right, so here we are. Numbers th- like literally a third of the league. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Unnecessarily. All right. So number three here for me, Kyle. As I see you sip, is that apple juice? You're drinking. Yes, it is apple juice. You're right. Oh, I always knew it. I always knew it. All right. Number number three for me. Washington Redskins, Kyle. (gasps) The list they're on the list I look I just thought they deserved to be higher up you're a little higher than the Redskins than me having them at five I had them at three again yeah no identifiable long-term answer at quarterback Darius Geis I love him right he's a guy that I thought deserved to go much higher but he's got this ACL injury a year after the ankle thing and I we kind of heard some stuff that maybe this this knee injury is not necessarily healing as well and as quickly as we as we all hoped I mean I love Brandon Scherf I mean, I like some of these, these, these uh, guys, you know, the Alabama guys they've gotten and Deron Payne and John Allen, but by and large, like who are the dudes, who are the guys that you can say are going to be my stars, my, my pillars of this, of this franchise, the guys that are going to be, you know, worth the big contracts. And I think there's going to be a lot of really solid football players maybe here in the mix, but I don't have any dudes, man. I don't have anybody that, that I really say, okay, this is, this is going to be my superstar playmaker and, uh, I, I think that this is a team, it's unfortunate because they were competing and they've, you know, the injuries have just mounted at an unbelievable rate. But uh, I, I don't see, I don't see the, uh, the long-term excitement here for the Washington Redskins. And again, a couple drafts can really change that, uh, but they got to go out and do it. All right. Joe, uh, before I move on
1: to my third team here, I would like to talk to everybody about one of the sponsors for today's show. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by action heat action heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing heat on demand at the touch of a button control your environment with action heat action heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat it temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by a rechargeable 5 volt lithium ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge perfect for any friend or family on your holiday list, great for anybody who likes the outdoors or just hates being cold like I do. Uh, Action Heat clothing is toasty, warm, and provides comfort for your whole body thanks to their jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like the heated base layer shirts and long jumps. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat is available in men's and women's styles, and it makes winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. So if you're interested in getting in on some of this warm winter goodness, we have a deal for you. You can go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything that Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on to save 20% at checkout. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all of your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. We'd like to thank them for sponsoring today's episode of the podcast. Be right back after this brief pause, and we will resume our countdown of the five most disappointing nuclei in the NFL. Joe, you ready to get weird? Uh, Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, because we are going to dash the hopes and dreams of the New England Patriots fans, the loyal New England Patriots fans who are listening. You are on my list, friends, at number three. Josh Gordon, Dorsett, Julian Edelman—it's the wide receiver core. Trent Brown at left tackle. Joe Thein, David Edwards, Ted Karras, Marcus Cannon—currently starting on the remaining spots of the offensive line. Rob Gronkowski has flirted with retirement multiple times already. Said he would have retired rather than go play in Detroit if they was traded to Detroit. Uh, Tom Brady. Has almost been in the, the league long enough to drink if he started at the age of zero. Was drafted in the year 2000. It is now 2018. It's almost 21 years. Sony Michelle, first round pick, James White. The running backs are the most exciting part of this offense in the long term. Defensively, they don't have a lot of athleticism at linebacker outside of a, a hybrid in Elan and Roberts, Kyle Van Noy. Was once considered a, a draft bust. He's kind of turned his career around in New England. Not again, anybody super exciting on the defensive line. Uh, Jason McCourty and Stefan Gilmore is not a bad corner combo. Um, but by and large, you know, they're they're impact players, again, some, one of the criticisms I had with one of the other teams here is they're not exactly young. Offensively, their cornerstone players are old as dirt. And a guy that came into the league with a a bad back that's battled injuries the entire time he's been in the league. So I think it's just kind of a a toxic situation here where this team competes thanks to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And if those guys get the boot, I can't guarantee this team's going to be very competitive
0: if they incur both of those losses at the same time. All right, Kyle. And number three. No, this is two. And number two for me. The Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. Now look. Now look, they, I, I I understand the draft capital that is coming in the next two drafts, and that can certainly change this a lot. But right now, looking at this roster, it is really, really bad, and there's not much in, in the way of exciting young talent. Obviously, Derek Carr is a bit broken right now. And you know, he's, his weapons are old and very unexciting. I mean, we're talking about Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, you know, Marshawn Lynch is running back. I mean, Jordy Nelson, Dwayne Harris, Seth Roberts at receiver, an offensive line that was once one of the better units in the league, but it's aging, right? And it's getting older. And they, they invested in Colton Miller, their first round pick last year. And that's a player that I thought was truly a developmental guy that, you uh, know, they had a modest ceiling and, and he's plugged in right now at left tackle and he's really struggled at times this season. And so he's going to really have to, uh, you know, develop and, and prove that he can be an upper echelon left tackle to justify that pick on defense, man. We've got a lot of problems at, at all three levels. Now I do like Mo Hurst or defensive tackle. And so I hope that he'll continue to not have any hard issues that pushed him down to the fifth round in the draft. But uh, outside of him in that front seven, you know, who's exciting? Nobody, like or literally nobody. Maybe Arden Key can turn into something he's really struggled at times this year. PJ Hall is flash, but for the most part, this front seven needs like five, six fresh young players to really get excited about. Now I like Gary Connolly. I think he can be a true number one corner, but the rest of the secondary is really underwhelming. We're talking about Daryl Worley and, and Marcus Gilchrist, who's he's been okay at times, but I mean who are the headliners, right? I mean, they're not there. They're, they're, they're playing college football right now. And so ideally, you know, that's what John Gruden's done. He's bet on himself to be able to uh, build through the draft and hit on these draft picks. And he's going to have to, because right now this talent, this lot, this roster is truly lacking in talent.
1: Joe, what if I told you the Oakland Raiders were also second on my list?
0: I would not be
1: surprised. Great minds think alike. The Oakland Raiders are the second team on my list. And I agree with wholeheartedly everything with what you said. One of the key identities of this team the last couple of years has been that interior offensive line, right? Their ability to just punch you in the mouth, rock you off the line of scrimmage. I mean, Gabe Jackson was drafted in 2014, but these other guys, you know, they're, they're not, you can't count on them playing at the caliber that they're playing at five years from now. We don't know what Colt Miller is at at all. We can't trust that this, this front office and coaching staff isn't going to just, just totally overhaul this whole thing starting this offseason. So for those reasons and the, the unknown that's involved and the lack of talent that's currently here is evidenced by the product they're putting on the field. The Raiders are on my list as well.
0: All right, so this is interesting because I think it's guaranteed that your number one is not on my list. And that's going to be really wild
1: because that means the new England Patriots are number one on your list.
0: Yeah. New England Patriots right there. Number one on my list. And look, I I don't know how you missed mine. I'm really excited to find out who it is. Um, Number one on my list. I mean, I think you, you went through their depth chart basically, and talked about what it is. And I mean, the reality is this is a team right now that is going to probably go to the AFC championship and probably have a chance to, to win that and go play in the Super Bowl again, right? But that is so much Tom Brady, right? 40-whatever-year-old Tom Brady. And I think in adding Isaiah Wynn and Sonia Michelle in last year's draft, it started giving them some type of an identity for the, for the future and making sure they'd be able to run the ball, right? But, I right. mean, like, by and large, think about this roster three years down, from, down the road. Like, who's on it? Who's on it right now? When you not look the at guys it? that are on it now, No, it's not these guys. It's not these guys. And plus, I mean, what's going to, is Brady and Belichick? Is that a, is that a combination thing? Is their life, is their life with just Belichick? I don't know. I don't think that happens, right? Like this team right now, go win your super bowls. Enjoy the success. You Patriots fans. You've had more success than anybody in the world deserves over the last 20 years, but there's going to have to be a big rebuilding process uh, coming soon. And uh, uh, yeah, man, man, I'm, I'm I'm not really excited about the future here. And now, who the hell is your number one, Kyle? That I don't even have him in my top five right here.
1: You don't you don't have any problems with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster?
0: And I looked at it and I thought about it.
1: Like, oh, you thought I, about I, it? I thought it's about in bad it. shape. Bad <laughs> shape. Listen, I'll start with the cornerstones, the players that I do like on this roster. I like Ali Marpet a lot. I like Mike Evans a lot. I like OJ Howard a lot. Heck, you even go on the defensive side of the football. Uh, I think M.J. Stewart can be a nice nickel corner, but he's a rookie. We don't know what he is right now. Levante David's an athletic linebacker. Quan Alexander has had some issues with tackling, but promising player. Kendall Beckwith, same thing. That's all this team's got, Joe. Look forward to this team three years from now. i are going to read through the entire depth chart. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson played at a high level in three years. Yes or no? No. No. Mike Evans, probably. Yeah. Chris Godwin can step into that wide receiver two role, and I think they'll be fine. Is Chris Godwin a star? No. Is Chris Godwin a above-average starting wide receiver right now? Not yet. Not yet. Could possibly get there. Is Donovan Smith any good at left tackle? Uh, He's a below-average left tackle. Ryan Jensen's okay at center. Caleb Benenok, starting at right guard. You think he's any good? No. No. Demar Dotson starting at right tackle. No. You think Jameis Winston's on this roster three years from now? I think that's the big unknown because he's 24, right? I mean, I don't right. know. Probably not, though. Probably, I mean, turnover machine, Jameis Winston. I think they, if, they, if they undergo a coaching change, a hierarchy change, I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis wears out his welcome there. Peyton Barber, lead back, doing anything for you. Uh, doesn't wet my whistle. No, it does not wet your Wilson. Cameron Brate's there at tight end, too. So they got, what, four quality players on the offensive side of the football? Four uh, five? OJ uh, Howard, did you count him? I Yeah, I, I mentioned him when I, when I first went through the players that I liked at the very beginning. So you've got Evans, Howard, Brate, and Godwin as your
0: – well, Marpet, too. And, Mar- and,
1: and Mike Evans, five.
0: Get some reasonable pieces there, yeah.
1: They've got some reasonable pieces there, but they don't have, I don't think they have a quarterback. Jason Pierre Paul, Jason Pierre Paul, high quality football player three years from now. I'll be declining with his stump. <laughs> yeah, doing okay. work. Get double digit sacks this year, man. So Gerald, Gerald McCoy, first round pick in 2010, he'll be I don't an think 11 he's on year the team pro team next year. I don't yeah. think he's on the team long term either. Uh, Bo Allen and Vita Vea, I'll give them both to you. Cause I think the answer is the same for both of them. You getting real excited about having either one of those guys on your roster. Uh,
0: Vita Vea needs to be something. My God. I and mean, first round. Yeah. Pick and oh, man, uh, the yeah. guys they took, they didn't take if and got Vea instead is going to make people. Sing James.
1: Well. yeah, people
0: are going to get real. Well, sick. I wasn't going to say uh, his uh, name, but my God.
1: Yeah. I think I just triggered all of Tampa. That's okay. Um, Vinnie Curry, Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, Justin Evans, Frank Grimes, M.J. Stewart. Listen, I know some of these guys are young, but I don't know if these guys are good. So I think there's a whole lot of guys I'm not sold on at all with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. And that Jameis Winston black hole at offense made this a team that I had to give some, some recognition to.
0: So, look.
1: You have I, thoughts. I can tell you're sitting. No, on
0: I did. I do, and and I I didn't include the Buccaneers on my list because I thought they had enough here to like it, the other teams that I mentioned. Like they had enough, but it wasn't necessarily young talent. But I think in Mike Evans, you've got a guy that's going to be a bona fide top ten receiver for the long term. I think OJ Howard's going to be a top five NFL tight end. You've got a piece on the offensive line at Ali Marpet that I think is really going to be one of those guys that will stabilize that unit in some way for a long time. Uh, Jameis is the X factor, right? Is Jameis going to be anything? And I know that's tough, man, because like leopards don't change their spots and the same crap we've been watching for years continues in terms of his ball yeah. security issues, yeah. but he's, t- he's 24. Like he's not that old. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a chance. I don't know. I mean, I think Jameis at quarterbacks a lot better for path than, than the other teams that I mentioned on my specific list. Uh, mine is obviously uh, San Francisco. Yeah. There's not a lot to be excited about about on this defense, but you can fix that. I think you can make strides on that. I mean, look, I'm are, are a, we talking like, about
1: making strides or are we talking about what's there right now?
0: We're talking about what's there right now. And, and it's, there's question marks all over it. So um I, they were I they were probably sixth on my list, but I I mean number one, man? Like whew.
1: You know how I feel about Mike Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest draft I, miss of all time for me is know, Mike Evans. I so poke fun at myself here a little bit. No, I mean I'm just I, I think you're absolutely right that Mike Evans and O.J. Howard are good pieces. Very good pieces. Free to have around your offense. But I think Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle are a good piece to have on your offense if you're the New England Patriots.
0: I mean, a lot more proven than those Tampa guys.
1: You're not wrong, but I really liked Isaiah Wynn on film, and I know you did too. So, why want not you guys let us know what you think. Let us know how wrong I am. I, I actually think JC, who's still watching the show, uh, just fired me in the comments section yeah. on Twitch. So. so. I'm
0: Hiring new co-hosts. It's been a draft great,
1: years. great ride, everyone who <laughs> listened along. Joe and I did about 400 podcast episodes together and no longer. We thought it was going to end when you and I watched a Bill's Dolphins game together. Turns out it ended four days later when I put the Bucs as one of the least desirable uh, franchise nuclei in the <laughs> So you keep it to yourself over there at the Joe Marino on twitter folks let them know what you think i'm at grinding the tape thanks as always for tuning into the draft dudes podcast we'll be back tomorrow we're doing super show with john and trevor from locked or i'm sorry for locked on nfl draft make sure you swing by check it out hit subscribe on the podcast bless them
0: thank you for listening to believe